The CDC, Centers for Disease Control, says that a third of us have prediabetes, or 84.1 million people. Um, they also say, which is even uh, another big issue, 90% of those of us that have it don't know it. So <clears throat> that's bad, I understand. UCLA says it might be worse. Uh, from their perspective, their look at the data, they thought over half of Californian adults had diabetes or prediabetes. Now, <clears throat> I think they're both wrong. I think they're both low. Now, why would I think that? You're probably saying, uh, there goes another crazy YouTuber with an axe to grind. Um, for those of you that have seen my other videos, you know that I tend, I'll get into a rant and passionate every now and then, but I tend to focus on the evidence. So what we'll do here very quickly is look at the CDC numbers, the UCLA numbers, and then we'll look at some of the evidence that um, would indicate to me that it may be worse than we think. So <clears throat> prevalence of IR, a generation in jeopardy. Uh, we didn't get that. We didn't come up with that generation in jeopardy. That came from the CDC. And here's uh, some of their information on it. 84.1 million people, more than one out of three adults have prediabetes. And again, nine out of 10 don't know it. And here's the, the link. Um, this gets into detail on the CDC numbers. Um, and they all, so if you're 18 to 44, um, you're less likely to know that you've got prediabetes than 65 year olds. You know, the older you get, the more uh, aware you become of these issues. So again, some tough numbers. Uh, if insulin resistance and prediabetes is the number one cause of um, heart attack, stroke, cardiovascular inflammation, it is doing a lot of damage. But here's the, what about the California numbers that would say that's too low? Now, the California numbers, they would say uh, one out of three young adults has prediabetes. Over half of California adults have either prediabetes or diabetes. Uh, it's higher among adults of color uh, with, oh, with at least half of Pacific Islanders, American Indians, and African Americans estimated to have pre-diabetes. So let's take a look at those numbers. Here's where they break it down by race, ethnicity, and age. And again, incredibly high numbers here. So <clears throat> here's my logic behind why I think both of those numbers might be low. In the UCLA study, the IR definition was based on fasting blood glucose glucose, and hemoglobin A1C alone. Uh, it's similar for the CDC. They um, did some chart reviews, some um, uh, NHANES studies as well, I believe. So if you look at fasting blood glucose, we know that number's low. We also know that hemoglobin A1C, if you rely on that alone, that could miss anywhere between 20 to 50 percent of prediabetics. So, what do you think the number would have been had we done a one or two, one or two hour oral glucose tolerance test 
on all these people. Hmm, a lot higher, right? Well, let's think about another thing. What do you think that would have been had we done a craft insulin survey, which picks up even more? Uh, John Lorscheider did one of those with me, took it to his primary care doc, and the primary care doc looked and said, oh, those things are rigged to fail. You, you know you're going to fail with that. No, you're not. Um, <clears throat> this is Joseph Kraft, by the way. This is a picture of him when he was being interviewed by uh, Ivor Cummins, the fat, uh, the fat emperor. So that's the... Uh, that's the picture of Joseph Kraft, and that's Ivor Cummins. He's a big uh, soldier in this battle as well of uh, diabetes, in this fight about diabetes. Joseph Kraft wrote a book. It's called The Diabetes Epidemic in You. Joseph Kraft was the head of a, depart of, of a large hospital's department of labs. So he took all of the labs that had been done for oral glucose tolerance tests, collected the numbers, and showed the numbers in this book. And uh, as you, he was kind of a folksy guy. Uh, and you'll hear the term, a craft insulin survey. What he did was he took the normal oral glucose tolerance survey, two hours, and made it four hours. And instead of 75 grams of glucose, which again, you get at least that in a big gulp. And, or no, you get a lot more of that. In a, than that in a big gulp. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that he did was he looked at insulin. So insulin during each of these phases. He showed patterns, which I won't talk about right now. John talked about them in a video that he did on this subject. But here's my Kindle on that book, The, oral, um, the Diabetes Epidemic and You by Joseph Kraft. And that's why you see so much um, information, so much focus on Joseph Kraft and the Kraft Insulin Survey. So in the 51 to 60 year old age group, they did a total of 2,413. 1,302 had a normal glucose tolerance. Uh, 603 had impaired tolerance and 508 had complete diabetes. So, uh, yeah, that may help you understand a little bit more about why I think that number is low. But let's actually get to the last line on the next page. ADA guidelines. Fasting blood glucose less than 100 milligrams per deciliter need not be further tested by oral glucose tolerance. If this had been applied to this study... 69% or 1,675 uh, of the 2,413 in this age group of 51 to 60 would not have been tested by oral glucose tolerance, let alone uh, oral glucose tolerance with insulin assay. So, yes, I'll admit he was looking at a fairly selected group because these people were sent in for a, uh, a glucose tolerance test. But I'll also go back to what were the two things that are used for the CDC and um, UCLA studies indicating we've got a third to a half of us with insulin resistance? 
hemoglobin A1C, and fasting glucose. And if you look at those, it's very clear from this data, you're missing a lot. Uh, according to this study, you're missing, what, 69%, at least with fasting glucose. Uh, with the uh, data out there, you see that hemoglobin A1C misses 25 to 50%. You put those two together, which they didn't really do in these studies, even if you put those two together, what are you going to do? Uh, pull that down to 25% that you're missing? So again, that's why I would say even the number from UCLA that it's over half is likely to be a little bit low, maybe a lot low. If you made it this far, as usual, thank you for your interest. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our website at prevmedhealth.com. To learn more, watch our videos on YouTube at Ford Brewer MD MPH. Thank you very much for your interest.